Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week of Cover Zero. First of our rapid reaction shows taking place Sunday night. Going to be coming to you Monday morning as you get up on your commute to go to work and think about the Sunday that just was. I'm so glad football's back. I know my guy Josiah is. It's a two-man crew. Say what's up to the people. What up, what up, man? Definitely excited. Especially when your team win. You know what I'm saying? So, Especially. So beautiful, bro. We're going to kick it off with several of the slated games today. Not going to go as deep as we normally do, so we can kind of touch on everything, but we'll dig into several games. And I mean, let's just get right off into the bat with it, starting with the first game on our on our schedule, because we had a bet, bro. <laughs> we had a bet. <laughs> we had a bet, and I was on Cheesehead Island. Right. We did our last week's show. It was the only one, and this game basically just went... As I said, it did. But to like offer your take on it, how much you saw, what, how familiar you were with it, what did you see? What did you catch? What stood out to you? Well, I can't wait to to really go back and really watch the game all over again, you know. But uh, what I seen from it, man, it, it's just you know the Vikings game plan. Their offensive game plan is mainly to run the ball and and to, to, to balance it out with their defense and whatnot. And they just lost control of that, you know. Green Bay really took advantage of the turnovers that uh, Kirk Cousins had, the team had. Um, you know, and, and they really couldn't do what they wanted to do. Now, Kirk Cousins did have some good passes. You know, he did make some good throws. They did try to make a little comeback towards the end of the game, you know, or kind of, yeah, yeah, towards the end of the game, like third quarter, fourth quarter, mid third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, but it just wasn't enough. You know, Green Bay, Rodgers was, was, was shredding them. You know what I mean? He was, yeah. he was really taking it to him, man. And it's crazy because, you know, I was raving about, the offensive play, I mean, the defensive players, the, the rookies that they drafted, some of the rookies in the backfield and some of the other players they picked up in free agency and things like that, you know. But I have to understand that, you know, they're rookies, you know, they're still young players, so they still have to develop. Mike Zimmer got to get them going, you know, and, and that was the experienced team that was out there throwing the ball. And then on the defensive side, going to Green Bay, they just – they played really, really well, man. You know, Jared Alexander, somebody I was really high on coming out of Louisville – uh, I really he he played lights. I think he had an interception today. <clears throat> he had an interception and he had a safety. Yeah, and at the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. at the end of the second quarter. So it was like they scored a touchdown. Then Jair got no 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 that was that wasn't it. No, it was yeah they scored a touchdown. Jair got an interception. Then they scored a touchdown again because Rogers finished the second the first half with two TDs and twenty five seconds total time off the clock. Yeah, yeah, and he was playing. He just he was. Playing like on a mission, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. That's his game, man. That's that's one thing I, I've said it a couple times. That's one thing I really respect about his game. He he plays with the chip on his shoulder. Like if you know he he hasn't forgot where he was drafted, and that's what he showed today, man. Exactly. And I think it might be like that too because of obviously you know the whole Jordan Love situation going on, and you know things like that. The rumor going around about you know him and and uh, Matt not getting along in the beginning of last year and whatnot. So it's a lot going on. We don't know if he's going to be back next year, but the way he's playing, I don't see how they don't bring him back. Yeah. Um, the running game was solid. You know, I, I felt like Green Bay played a really good game, you know, and and it's funny because, yeah, you're you right. You won the bet. You, I should have – you know what I should have did? I should have betted your ass on the uh, high scoring for the first week. That's what I. That's what I should have seen. Like, I said that, but how would we? What I said in the chat was like, how would how we have quantified? Like, because there was a lot of teams that scored a ton of points, right? That's, right. But, like, I don't know. In comparison, like, I just thought about it. Like, I was just gonna have to go back, figure out what week one scoring has been, compare right, right, it, and right. like then you know that just seemed like a whole bunch of extra work I didn't want to do. But, right, right, right. No, I mean you. The there were some teams that did that that scored real high, like the, the Packers and Vikings. We talked about that was probably the highest scoring, highest game. scoring game. Forty three, thirty four. Packers took that one. Our game, our game was kind of high. Thirty four, thirty. Yeah. And then you look at some of the other games. You know, we have we have the Seahawks. They did. They had thirty eight, but the Falcons only had twenty five. You know, uh, and then the Chiefs, obviously from Thursday, thirty four to twenty. You know, so we, 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 there was some games where the other t- some of the other teams scored high, but as a game in general, it was between about twenty to twenty five points. But I guess if you add it all together, put it all together, you so yeah, that's still high scoring. But yeah, you're right, man. It it it, 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 it was going to be hard to really determine. But um, mm-hmm. but that definitely was the highest scoring game, and and I was really impressed by. It. I just didn't see that coming. I, yeah. I, I mean, all did and said that you thought it was going to be a because you had what twenty eight twenty four or something I like had that. Twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, none of us really 
had it that high, you know. I, I yeah, right, not that high. Like I said, it was going to be high scoring, and I said they were going to be able to manage like the pass rush once we heard that Daniil Hunter was going to be out and that right. they were going to be able to like manufacture things. And the same question that I asked on the show, bro, I was like, who's guarding Devontae? We still don't know because that fool oh. went off for 14 grabs, 156 yards, yeah. two scores. We had him on the Cover Zero podcast lineup, but that was like my my low of the week was just, we're going to take the L in the, in the fantasy yeah. league, but. Hey, it's a long season. We yeah, we good. Yeah, yeah cool. man. That's that's yeah. That's basically my breakdown on the on the squad. Yeah, there hey. was just a couple other things I'd touch on on that game. This was the most points ever given to a Mike Zimmer team. Wow, forty three points. Right, pretty crazy. Aaron Rodgers, as I touched on the two TDs in the twenty five seconds uh, after Cousins threw the pick. Aaron Rodgers also was not sacked this entire game. Not once for to think consider a Mike Zimmer defense and just all but the changes that went into that defense as opposed to who's not there new things whatever you have you who knows either way just Aaron Rodgers look like a guy that would not only suggest that you shouldn't draft a quarterback in the first round but why in the hell at all would you even consider it with the way he played today right so yeah really impressive showing by the cheeseheads today but we gotta the next game on the docket I wish Brandy was here you wish Brandy was here I know it Eagles 17, Washington football team 27. The Eagles were up. Get get this, get this, right? Because I looked at this. I was like, wait a minute. This seems kind of like, you know how the NFL has like all these fickle, this happened then and this is happening now, right? Last year in 2019, the Eagles started off their home opener against Washington and were down 17-0 and they came back to win, right? 32-2017. to Today, Philly went up 17-0. Washington then after that went on a tear, scored 27 unanswered points as Ron Rivera, recently diagnosed with cancer, took an IV at halftime. Dwayne Haskins delivers the halftime speech. They go out there, rattle off 27 unanswered points. I mean, did you see, is this the biggest surprise of the weekend to you? It is. It is. Well, it is because of how they did it. Because of how they did it. You know, I mean, there's another team, obviously another game we're going to bring up, which was a huge surprise to me. But we'll get into that in a minute. But this one, yeah, this one, the way they did it, I would probably have this one number one, man. And it's just hard not to because, like you said, I mean, the Eagles started off hot. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, their, their first drive, they scored. They had a TD, their first drive, the second position. Um, uh, they was connecting with his rookie wide receiver in Rieger, you know, and turned that in. The only only three points, but still, you know, they, they were getting things going. Um, and then after that, you know, uh, they they was able to get the, the the football team, you know, Washington, the football off, team <laughs> off the field with a third and out and whatnot, and they came back, you know, and and um um he connected with Dallas Goldberg, you know, on a nice pass and whatnot, you know. So I mean, they really, and I think that that turned into a touchdown. So they had things rolling, man. I, I think, you know, really, uh, what what happened was the D line, at least from what I saw, D line was really oh, yeah. to pick it up. You oh, know, yeah. those first round picks, those those picks was really turning into something. See, like I said, man, you know, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Jack Del Rio, those were those were really good hires, really good hires. You know, not only just the experience, but th- those those guys know how to coach defense, period. You know, even if you I, well, I don't see how you don't respect Ron Rivera as a head coach. I think he did a really good job at, at Carolina. But Jack Del Rio, even if you don't care for him as a head coach, he's he's he knows how to coach defense, you know. Um, so. I really, I really like those hires, and we've seen it today, man. They had that D line going. Chase Young, you know, obviously everybody know I'm a big fan of his. You know, I was high on him. He had his first sack, you know, strip and then, sack uh, on Carson too today. Yeah, at that, and, and it was a it was a crazy spin move. I don't know if you've seen the play, but the way he, yeah, oh yeah, off, it it was crazy, man. He he broke. Well, he broke. He got through basically. He he went in inside the, the the left tackle and the running back was right there and he spun off him and did this diving you know strip sack and whatnot it, it was it was mm-hmm. crazy yeah and it was a real athletic play he like got a like Wentz was like in front of him after he bent the corner and yeah. then he dove with his arm out and got the football like just dude is a beast man and and you're right that Washington defense was they they really like oh, it was very noticeable just it was very noticeable I think. Combining the Eagles' injury woes on the offensive line, we all knew they were without Brandon Brooks to start the year. Then they also ruled out Lane Johnson before it was time to go out today. And they also didn't have Andre Dillard as well. So it's like you got J. 
Jason Peters playing a new position with a bunch of rookies and then Travis Kelsey, your linchpin rock solid guy, Jason, or not Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, you got him down there in the in center. So you throw all those first round picks against this like makeshift offensive line and it's going to result in what it did today. Eight sacks in total on Carson Wentz. And it could have even been worse because they, they even still, while they got after him, while they got busy, they had three offsides penalties on third downs, which kept Eagles drives going. So the defense would have had less time out there if they, you know, would have that was cleaned up the mental errors, right? Yeah, you know, so. time that was over, overly aggressive for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, probably feeding off that momentum. But uh, Ryan Kerrigan, shout out to him, set a franchise record today. Most sacks in the history of the Washington football team with 92. So shout out to Ryan Kerrigan getting yeah. it done. They did that, man. And shout out to, uh, you know, somebody I just was not high on coming out, Dwayne Haskins. I really liked the way he played, man. He played with he played a lot very of experience. Well. It just, he looked totally different than when he did last year. I know last year he was, a, he was a rookie, I understand. But it just, he didn't look comfortable at all, not behind the old line. He didn't look comfortable running those plays. He didn't look comfortable with those pads. I mean, just nothing really looked good. But today he looked real comfortable. He ran the ball well when he needed to. He threw the ball real well. He made some really sharp throws. I was impressed. I was really, I was really, really impressed, man. So that's big time. And then Wentz, you know, some of the going to the Eagles side, you know, the lack, the the it's, it was really wasn't even so much the lack of weapons. Some of that was was just turnovers, just stupid ass interceptions right. that he was throwing, and they capitalized on it. And it just didn't make it didn't make no sense at all. You know, Carson. That's why sometimes they get me with Carson because. He's real talented. He has a talent. You know what I mean? But sometimes he's really inconsistent. You know, so um, yeah, so I just want to, I just want to just want to throw that out there. Shout out Ron Rivera, you know, for that's crazy. That's crazy, man. For him, you know, obviously he's battling cancer cancer and, and to go to get the IV at halftime. I mean, it just yeah. he did not have to be here, bro. He did not have to be at the game. You no, know? he didn't at all. That, that it, it's- you know, uh, he's good enough to coach, you know, a few games if he, you know, whatever, however much time Ron Rivera needs, you know. So I, that just shows, you know, the dedication, the determination, you know, everything uh, with him. It, it, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, and you have to think like the team seeing that and knowing that, like, because that's going to be a regular thing for him. Like he had like this IV was not like, a, oh, he's in bad health. His blood sugar dropped to here or whatever yeah, it might have yeah, been yeah. for him. You know, it, it just he it was a planned and scheduled IV. So it's like the team, like seeing that amidst of, you know, everything else that's been going on this season and to see that and to get the whatever type of culture it is he brings in, which we all know is better than the one that was established before. Yeah. So, yeah, it, shocking, shocking for me today. I said it to Brandy when we were talking about our season preview that I thought they might have a chance to be the worst team in the league. Man, They keep having performances like today and they keep showing up like they did. I'm going to be wrong about that one for sure. Yeah, same here. Because, I mean, right now they're sitting in first in the in the West. <laughs> Unless the Giants can go pull out a win then on tomorrow, then they'll be tied. Yeah. And that would be that would be a shock, you know, mm-hmm. to the Steelers. But yeah, you're right. They're they're sitting, <laughs> they're sitting. But see that that's the that's the the fun thing with football, you know, because you you just never know. It's any, it's really any given Sunday. Absolutely. Any one of these teams really could win. That's what makes the sport the greatest sport ever, in my opinion. You know, Me too. it's 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 unexpected you don't you don't know right and it's such a that you know before we get out of this game it's, it's it is the most team oriented sport there is most team oriented sport there is three phases offense defense special teams you have coaching you have defensive coaching offensive coaching like so many different things that just go into it and none of that today honestly was more evident than if you were to look at the next game we're going to get into which is the lions losing to the bears by four chicago winning 27 23 Bro, Detroit, get a Detroit. Like Henry always say it. We always say it. It's just you feel like this team is just destined to just like, like there's no other way to define it. Like they blew an 18 point lead to the Cardinals last year in week one. And that ended up resulting in a tie today. They blow a 17 point lead and they were up 23 to six in the third quarter. Mitch Trubisky come back, drop three tugs on them in the fourth quarter. Chicago pull away with the fourth quarter win. Did you see like just the Detroit stuff that like just, oh yeah, that's Lions. Yeah, that's Lions. Did you see that stuff that happened today with them at all? Or how much did you catch in this game? 
Man, I, I, I caught I, I caught some of the game, but you know, I really to me, no, I didn't I didn't look at it that way. I didn't look at it like, oh, this is the Lions are gonna fumble this game because I thought at that at having the points that they because you know they they the Bears got Mitchell. You know, none of us believe in him. Nobody really thinks even Bear fans don't, you know, they be up and down, you know, one minute, you know, F them, next minute, you know, go Mitchell. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's, that's kind of how it is. But with me, I never was a believer in Mitchell. And I, and I really feel like when they had that lead, it was over. Because at that point, you know, you got to really put up points. And the Bears are just not a team to put up quick, uh, you know, quick points like that. And they were able to do it. And shout out Mitchell for being able to to perform under the clutch like that. He really – he came up clutch. He came up clutch. Three touchdowns, three tubs, like you said – one touchdown at the end of what a minute and 50, uh, 50 seconds left, which was impressive. The one to Anthony Miller. Yeah. Anthony Miller. That yeah. was a, that was a ball. Yeah. That, his, his earlier two, he had one to Jimmy Graham and then he had one to the other tight end, but that one to, to Anthony Miller, I think it was like a 26 yard or something like that going down the right sideline. I mean, he put that ball just perfectly. It's like he dropped it from a blimp almost. It was amazing. Yeah. And you got to give it to him because, you know, he's playing with a lot right now. He, he knows his Nick Foles is, is you know, right there. You know, it, it's any uh, any given Sunday that he might lose his job, you know. So he's playing with that on his mind. He's playing being down that many points. Obviously, he's a captain, so he got to rally that team up and things like that. So for him to be able to do that and to put up those those three tubs like that, that was that was really impressive. It's more disappointing for the Lions, man, um, you know, and especially – that last play from your boy, DeAndre Swift. Oh, bro. <laughs> the second to the last play of the game. The second to the last play of the game. Man, that was. This, that like, was I can't blame Stanford, man. He put it right on him. On the money. He actually caught the ball. That, that's a crazy. He, low, he, he really caught it. And then he, I don't know if he, I think he was trying to find his footing to try to make sure he was inbound and try to make sure he was, you know, trying to, you know, just basically make sure it was a touchdown. I, I don't know, man. Um, no excuses though. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have dropped that pass. And that's just that's man. I'm just glad. I, I'm glad I ain't no Lions fan because that 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 type of stuff right there have you hot. It's just so indicative of what they've been. Like there was a face mask call on a third down against Mitch Trubisky that extended a drive. Then after it kind of looks like, Oh, the bears are going to, after it was 23 to six. And like you said, the lions probably did take the foot off the gas. Like, Oh, we got this. We good. It's Mitch. They're not going to do anything. And they haven't really moved a ball on us for, or they moved the ball. All right. But they haven't put points on the board in three quarters. So we're all right. Right. Before that, Jamie Collins got ejected by like sticking his helmet into the chest of an official, like so Lions right there. Just, yeah. Yeah, just he got typical. No point for that. Got ejected. But then like after the Bears score, Stafford turns right around. Kyle Fuller picks him off. Trubisky gets the ball back, puts another one in the end zone, and then the drop at the end of the game just to to seal it for Chicago. And then it was just one play here, one play there. When Swift drops the ball in the end zone, you oh, it's a rookie. He, your rookie's got to catch it. Then on the very last play of the game, he goes to Marvin Jones with Kenny Galladay being out that made Marvin your number one target. Yeah. And then Jalen Johnson, the rookie out of Utah, their first round pick, steps up and make the play. One rookie doesn't get it done one play. The next rookie gets it done the other one. And thus a whole entire team either wins or losses. So yeah. it's just how football works, man. And it was just another time where you look at the, it seemed like the story of the Lions last year was blown fourth quarter leads. And it seemed like the story for Mitch Trubisky's always been him not being able to put together a complete game, but that dude balled out in the fourth. And like you said, we got to give him his props for doing that. Yeah, got to. Cause I, I stay on his head. You know what I mean? I stay on his head because I never I never believed in I believed in him. But you know, you got to give credit when it's due. And Absolutely. He well he 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 looked like shit the first the first half, you know. But oh, it was bad. It was this bad, typical bro. Mitch, bro. That's what I'm saying. Overthrown passes, you know. I mean, right? It's just typical Mitch. Overthrown, you know. It's just it was just bad, bro. It was bad, but he came through in the clutch. Got to give him his credit for that. Got to give him his credit for that. Matt Nagy moves to five and zero oh against the Lions since he's been in that division. And then just before we slide out of our morning slate, we got to give a nod. Cam Newton beating the, the Dolphins in his debut with the Patriots. 21 New England, Miami with only 11. Double-digit win for them. And 
uh, with just with just this game, it's just really cool to see Cam back in his bag. But the one thing I want to ask you, just with like giving like a whole season approach, okay. yes, you have to use Cam Newton the way Cam Newton is effective, and I feel like New England did that. But today, that man had fifteen carries. I gotta wait to go back and really watch the all twenty-two to diagnose how many of those were Josh McDaniels drawing up quarterback designed runs. But do you think that's like a good recipe for the whole entire season? If that's what New England's going to rely on for success. Is it a good recipe? I'm not sure. I, I would probably say no, just because Cam and his injuries. Right. You know, that's that's the only thing that's concerning. But I was really proud that they brought in his 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 this his, his, his system, the way he plays the game. You know, they were able to really adjust their offensive play calls and, and offensive scheme to what he does best. That was impressive to me because I'm going to be honest, I was I was unsure. I know Cam, you know, Cam said in the media that, you know, he, he said something about basically he had something to prove and he felt like, you know, people felt like because he's a black QB and because of the way he plays the game, it wasn't going to work over here. I don't think it had anything to do with race. I think it was his style of play. We've never seen Josh McDaniels coach a, a, True. a quarterback like that ever. They've had Tom Brady forever. They've 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 always had Tom Brady, you know. I mean, Josh McDaniels has obviously when he went to Denver, you know, he's had, but that was Jay Cutler, you know. Right? Yeah. And then when they got Tebow, he was gone. Like he had already left to go to England, and John Fox came in. You're right. So he never had the mobile cube. Never. Yeah, you know, and Bill Belichick's never, you know, never had a, a. a player like Cam Newton either, you know, and I think they talked about that after the game ended. I think they said they, they some about they've never, some, I can't remember, you know, word for word, but it was, they never coached a player like that. It was like obvious, you know, because you, you mm-hmm. never, you've, you've had Tom Brady your whole, your whole life, your, well, your whole basically career, Josh McDaniels for the most part. And same with Bill Belichick, you know, outside of the Browns and wherever else he coached the Jets, I think, I don't know, but you know, anyway, I, I thought that was impressive. That was really impressive. And for them to get it done, it was against Miami. So, you know, I, I know we're, we're we're high on Miami as far as in the future, but not right now. Exactly. So, you know, we we got to see how they, you know, how they turn, how they turn out to be with their, their draft picks and their coach, Brian Flores, that we do like. But Patriots, their experience, the defense, obviously, is, is they're, they're, they're going for year two to be in a great defense again, you know, showing everybody that wasn't no fluke last year, you know, and uh, yeah, man, but Cam Newton is the story. He really, he played well. I knew he would play well. I just didn't know if the, the, the offense would, they turn the offense into what he does best. And I'm glad they did that. Cause Cam could be a really good quarterback. I mean, on his a game and healthy, he's a top 10 quarterback. So you know, uh, they, they keep I don't know if they want it. Now, answering your question, I don't think it's a good recipe for success because of his in- injuries. Right. Will like, it work, will it work while he's healthy? Yeah. Yeah. I like, sure. I- include the runs as a part of it, but don't have this guy like 15 carries. That's like there was several running backs today who Dalvin Cook didn't get 15 carries today. Granted, game script is some of that, but still just in terms of the total numbers, I, they might have to dial that back a little bit, but we'll see. Nonetheless, great execution. New England gets the win today. And a certain someone who just exited Foxborough, Mr. Tom Brady, did not get the win today as the Bucks lose by nine to the Saints. New Orleans finishes 34, Bucks 23, and the oldest pair of QBs to square off in a game just yet as Drew Brees, the winner, Sets the record for most all-time pass attempts, which he's only going to continue to add to as this season goes along. Mm-hmm. Watching this game, though, the one question I came away with it is, after I watched it, was, I guess, overall, the the Saints defense played well. I saw a lot from Cameron Jordan getting after whichever tackle it was he was going up against because they bounced him from one side to the other. Yep. And the secondary was playing very well, too. And it was tough for me to tell if it was um, if it was more of the Saints defense really playing well and showing out, or if it was just Tom Brady on a new team, on a new squad with guys he's not on the same page with. Great question. And, you know, and so maybe it was a combination of both. That's kind of, as a more I've thought about that, that's kind of more what I'm thinking of, you know? Would right. you agree, or where are you on that? That's a, that's a great question because, you know, what I seen was a great defensive squad from to the point For where, sure. you know, I, I was already worried with us playing them next week. 
But, you know, their their offense has always been legit. We know that, especially when we when we even when we played them back in 2016 and we beat them, you know, close game. But when we you know, when we beat them and whatnot, their defense was not as good as it is Great. now. And I really think that defense has really tightened it up, man. I, I Now, you're right. You know, I think some of it has to do with, you know, the offense, obviously, Brady not having the chemistry, the timing down with his wide receivers. But I also think that, again, you got to give it to the Saints because some of those passes that Brady threw, especially to Mike Evans, were off, totally off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Overthrown passes. And that right there comes from, you know, it does come from the um from, from the Buccaneers, come from the chemistry side. So that part, yeah. But I think at the same time, too. They played pretty well against God. Godwin had some he had some he had some passes, he had some catches, some good catches and whatnot. But for the most part, they they played that they played the the, the wide receivers pretty well. The secondary, I thought they sure did, bro. Well. Our boy Lattimore held Mike Evans yeah. one catch for one two catch. yards. Yeah, man. <laughs> and they got into it again. Yeah. They did, yeah. they were jawing and shoved like and then Lattimore was the one who pushed Evans in the back in this game. Then they had to separate them then and uh, when Evans like shoved him like uh, Marshawn's helmet, like his off, his yeah. you know the ear hole pad, it came off and it cut like right where you normally put the eye black, you know, on right, you before. Right, like right, there was yeah. a big old like he had like an abrasion there, and then they like, they put it back on, they strap it up, they go another play, and then those two get into it again. Like yeah. those dudes just battle. I just always I always love to just watch it because it's like right. you know Evans did draw a couple of pis. Uh, he drew a really, really big one as they closed out the first half. He drew a long one. They, The Saints sent a corner blitz, and Marshawn went in. Tristan Wirth slid out, picked it up nicely. But he he chucked the ball deep, and he had a step on Marcus Williams, but Williams did interfere with him, and it was a legit call. So he did draw a couple of PIs to still make his impact somewhat known, but still as it comes, stat sheet, one grab, two yards. Yeah, yeah. It was a battle, man. It was a battle. And I love seeing it because you don't see you don't see too much of that now. You know, you don't see too many rivalries and wide receivers in the corners. You know, you you might see it here and there, but normally it, it's not in the division. This is something that we're going to get to see at least twice a year. You right. know, with Mike Evans and Lattimore, and we and we've been seeing it for a while now. This ain't the mm-hmm. first time going at it. You know, they've been going at it for a little minute now. Even like what we said, I think um last last podcast or two right ago, it was we brought it up. You know, and it was uh, it was. It's funny if you go back and watch the top 100 when they talked about Mike Evans, he had some words to say about Lattimore then, you know? What yeah, I mean? that's what you were saying, bro. They don't like each other and yeah. it, like, it shows. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but it, it, but us fans, we love seeing it, you know what I mean? Because it, it brings a competition because they're both great players. I was really high on Marshawn Lattimore. That was my favorite corner coming out that year. And Mike Evans, I had him, I think, third, you know, behind um, Sammy and Odell. You know, so, you know, they're, 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 they're both great players and it's good to see them battle it out. For sure. It was Tom Brady and Cam Newton and Joe Burrow today, each debuting with their new squad, had their first touchdown all on the ground, which yeah. is pretty impressive for today. But after Tom Brady had that rush touchdown that he called, which I think was a hot read because he noticed he noticed the B gap was just there was nobody over it and they were two yards away. So right. just did his typical Tom and just let me just burrow for it. No pun intended, but right. 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 <laughs> but uh, but after that, that's when the Saints went on a 24-0 run after that. And it was just two TDs to Alvin Kamara. Mike yeah. Thomas, though, I thought would have been able to do a little bit more damage in this game than he did. Mm-hmm. Just overall, like, you know, with his double digit catches and numerous yards. So I got to give some I got to give some credit here to that Tampa defense, but I just felt like they were they were on the field a lot. There was that pooch kick that landed the Saints in really good field position afterwards. And Breeze wasn't like amazing. He was 18 of 30, 160 yards and two scores. Didn't turn the ball over. While Tom was 23 of 36 for 239, two touchdowns and two picks. One of them a pick six to your boy, Janoris Jenkins. He jumped that route real nice, real, real nice. So, But like you said, and like we've all said on this show before, I do think it's going to take time before we see this this Tampa Bay team round into form. Once we right. get to about the middle of October, kind of approaching Halloween, we're going to be able to see this team start rounding into form. And, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. So, Yeah. But, yeah same. Oh, go ahead. Go my no, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah. But, but this is where we are now. Saints get that win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the way they, I mean, you know, they, their offense wasn't terrible. It wasn't, you know, where I think Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans are expecting it to be, 
but it wasn't terrible, you know. So it may I, I said half I said mid season, I think or maybe week nine, between week eight, eight and ten, somewhere around there with their offense picking it up. But it could pick up a little bit earlier. We'll see what happens with that. You know, one thing I wanted to say, you you brought up the um the Tampa Bay Buc- uh, Buccaneers defense, and I wanted to bring it up too. I wanted to bring up the linebackers. I really felt like your boy, uh, Levante David, and obviously Devin, they were balling, man. Ballin'. I mean, they, they looked like a great duo out there. They, they really, really did. They looked really, really, really good, man. Um, and like playing off of each other too. There was that time where they had a sack where both of them, they sent both of them on a, on a blitz, and like it just – Someone evaded them, but like they just play off of each other and like they got this experience with each other and they're a great compliment. Levante being just the savvy dude and Devin just being this freak of an athlete yeah, that can chase well. So yeah, it's a great point. But very impressive game. And this is the one that I think you were referring to earlier when it came to your biggest surprise of the weekend. And that was the Arizona Cardinals winning 24 to 20 over the San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals go... Cardinals go in there and they drop 14 in the fourth, end up winning by four. DeAndre Hopkins gets a career high in terms of catches with 14 equaling Devontae's total today. And he just throughout the course of like what that, how this comeback unfolded, because they were down 10 to nothing. The Cardinals were ended up coming back. Right. And the difference to me was just Kyler Murray was making plays and Jimmy G over and over and over again was not. Now, granted, because Niner fans, this is this is what they this is what they've done before on the page last year, especially I can say, right? Is they've said, oh, we had we didn't have a true center in the game, which is true. They did not. A dude who was in street clothes just a month and a half ago, I can I don't even know his name right off the top of my head right now. They had to dress in as their center. They didn't have Debo Samuel. They didn't have Brandon Ayuk. Right. Yeah. Most are most are looked pretty well, pretty solid for out the course of the game, but. There was that high pass behind the line of scrimmage to George Kittle where it was a possibility that simply because of how Jimmy G threw that ball that George ended up on IR. So just, but overall, man, we had talked about this. We had talked about how the Cardinals are an improved team. And we talked about before how people had some, some disagreements with us in our top 10 quarterback show about how Jimmy G should have been someone whose name was brought up. And I think today is an, is evidence of what we see over time up to now that we have noticed with Jimmy G's just when it comes down to it. It's like we saw in a Super Bowl, like we saw today. If you need to rely on him, it's usually not the it's usually not going to work out the way you would hope it did. Yep. I guess that's how I'd phrase it. So Yeah, that that's that's you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, we I think we all been talking about Jimmy G. Nobody was well, I'm not can't say nobody. There was a few. There was it was a few that's been high on Jimmy G, you know, some being Patriot fans and seeing some of the stuff he's, some of the work he's done over there. And then, you know, some Niner fans just thought he was going to be it, you know, but I know I didn't, to me, I had to, I had to see it, you know, I was, I wasn't too impressed, you know, because I know what Bill Belichick has done with other QBs outside of Tom Brady, you know, the Matt Castles of the world. And, and um, I think he had, then he had Jacoby over there at one point, Jacoby looked good at one point, I think. Wasn't Jacoby a backup over there in New England? Yes, he was. Yeah, so it was a couple games. I think he only played like a couple games, but I don't know. It's just sometimes, you know, coaches and schemes sometimes can make, you know, almost not any player, but certain players of that position look good. And QBs has been that that recipe over there in New England. So Jimmy G, I had to wait and see. And what I've seen has been, you know, has been disappointing. You know, they 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 paid him a lot of money and he has not delivered. He's missed on a lot of throws. We've seen it, it almost seemed like the same issue that he had in the Super Bowl just carried over over here to this game, you know, because he was missing throws left and right, overthrowing uh, uh, wide receivers and whatnot. You know, there was this the last <laughs> it was this last uh, route that this wide receiver ran. And it was funny the way the broadcaster said it, man. I brought it up a couple of times, brought it up in the chat, brought it up on the thread. SSAW shout out to, mm-hmm. to Paige. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the, the announcer said, you know, he, he ran a good route. But it was just a bad pass, you know, just the way he said it. You know, it literally was a good route, but it was a it was a bad pass, and that's just how it was, man. It, it, Jimmy G, a lot of a lot of those passes was was bad, man. And Kyler Kyler Murray, man, going let's talk about Arizona a little bit. I really was impressed with how that how that well the defense. I thought the defense played well. I thought they was getting pressure on Jimmy G all game. 
You know, I mm-hmm. thought it was more of the Niners offense than the Arizona's defense. We'll see how that how that goes from here on forward. But I still like the things they did. I like the pressure that they was able to get because the Niners have a respectable offensive line. They're not they're not trash or anything like that. You know, and one recipe that looks like it's just been Achilles Hill for the um 49ers is just these this these the dual threat offense. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know who brought it up. One of the announcers brought it up and said, you know, which I thought the same thing. I couldn't name everybody. I know Lamarcus, I mean uh Lamar Jackson killed him last year. Right. And obviously Kyler Murray was gassing him, had 91 yards, you know, one running touchdown, and he had a passing touchdown. And I couldn't think of somebody. Christian McCaffrey was the other player, and he's a dual, he's a dual play. I mean, he can run out the pistol, he can run an eye formation, you know. And I mean, he uh, can he can pick up the blitz very well. I don't know yeah, if you, you saw in our game today. He had one where he picked up Lamarcus so nasty on a blitz. Yeah, put him in the turf like that guy. Like anyway, I'm sorry to derail it for a second. No, no, no you're good. You're good. <laughs> That's the whole point right there. I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey can do it all. He's he's a dual threat. You know, he's not just a typical. You know, uh, Nick Chubb type of runner. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know you're right. That's that's a great point, man. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. You know, but he, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely he. Well, going back, I don't want to get sidetracked here. That defense has been gassed by those type of players. There was another player they brought up. I can't think who 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 it was, but they they that's their weakness. And you know we've seen it today. Russell, Russell so, Wilson always gave him problems. Yeah, Russell. Russell how can I? Yeah, how can I? Yeah, how did I not? And even even last year they beat Arizona twice, but neither of those games like they were like less than a touchdown both times. Like against the Cardinals team last year that wasn't as good as this squad is right now. But yeah, you're right. They have had problems with those dual threat quarterbacks. I wonder if that's 2020 giving them revenge for Kaepernick being blackballed. They have the talent, you know, I mean, I was thinking, you know, yeah, it's either that or, you know, the coordinator really not getting these players really prepared for these type of dual threat players, you know, because but it's like is- dual threat players, bro. They're, they're always so, 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 so hard to prepare for. You know this. And I know you know this. It's like, right. like you can, you can assign like in assignment football, you can like, you're playing the triple option. Okay. They like, you're playing Lamar Jackson. He does this, this, this. Now you have the quarterback, but then it's Lamar Jackson running to the sideline and one guy with an ocean of space, like you, you drew it up to where it's like, okay, now you tackle the quarterback, but Lamar Jackson running the ball is like a different quarterback. So but I get what you're saying. You're exactly you're right. right. The dual yeah, threat right. guys cause problems for that defense over and over again. Yeah. And you would just think at some point they would get it right. I mean, I look at I really respect the Niners defense. And when you're that great, when you're that good, I feel like eventually, well, not just soon, like the next time you play a player like that, then you know it, it it's gonna be a different ball game. But it wasn't. You know, Kyler Murray really he he gassed him. He really was. He sure that. did. Did you see his 32-yard uh, touchdown run that he had? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the, yeah. In the, I think it was the fourth quarter. Man, that dude just, like, was so in control. Yeah. Like, he yeah. just was, like, just navigating and moving and, like, coasting, but, like, still jetting past people, yeah. just bobbing and weaving his way into the end zone. And then he hit DeAndre on this one play, like, towards the end, which ended up letting them to get that, that lead with about five-ish left to go in the game. But. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they 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 turned back the touch. Didn't they turn it back that touchdown? They 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 did, and that set up my bad. That set up the Kenyon Drake run. Yeah. After that, they gave to they gave to Kenyon Drake on the one, and he punched it in. Yeah. So, so I yeah I mean that that they look good, man. They look really really good. You know, I know me and Henry got a bet on who's gonna take that. Uh, was it third spot? Basically, yeah, third spot. Third spot in the division. Down. Yeah, I got the Rams, which they won today. You know, I got the Rams. Rams. I was gonna say, man, Rams pulled out a close one today against against the Cowboys, and it looked like like that was a that was a different offense just in terms of design than what we've seen of the Wonder Boy in terms of Sean McVay since he's been in the league. When he was when they went to the Super Bowl that year, and he was setting all kinds of records, and he vaulted that offense from the doldrums all the way to the top tier of the league. Right. They were predominantly a team that ran 11 personnel, which for those who don't know, one tight end, one running back, three wide receivers. They ran that on every play, right? More than any team to by a massive amount. But now today you watch that team. You saw a lot of, you saw a lot of 21. You saw a lot of 12, which would be maybe, well, no, they actually didn't do, they actually didn't do, uh, didn't do 12. They did 21 with the two tight ends or excuse me, 12 with the two running backs 
We have two tight ends, one running back. Finally, if I can get my own personnel count down. Good God, Jordan. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, then they also had times where they were coming out there with like three tight end sets and they were using a lot of play. There was like that drive towards the, uh, the end of the first half where they ran the ball numerous times over. I think they chuck, they chunked off like, I think it was eight play drive. And out of the eight plays that led to a field goal, it, it burned like six minutes off the clock because all but two of them were passes. It was just, that's not the typical Sean McVay offense that we had seen before. And the defense stepped up when they needed to. Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald, right. just doing Aaron Donald type of things. Chris Collinsworth pointed out to a few times on the on the broadcast where they'd line up Aaron Donald in this, like, they'd tilt, like, three dudes all the way into, like, the three technique and all the way out to basically what was almost a wide nine. And then Aaron Donald would be by himself <laughs> on, like, the far left with this huge gap in the middle because they know that the Dallas offensive line is going to slide their protection towards Donald. Right, right. Right. So it like really puts these different, puts your offense in, in just this, such this predicament, like, well, we have to rotate our protection to Aaron Donald because we on this show have talked about how great he is for a long time. But then that leaves, like if you slide away from three guys all lined up in this one specific area, that's right. why Michael Brockers was able to get a sack tonight and such different things like that. But, Sean McVay is is continuing to develop his offense, showing some ball control, playing complimentary football. And I was it was it was a pretty that was a good game, but and it was and it was an impressive night from the Rams as it was an impressive night from the Cardinals as well. Like we said, NFC West, watch out for that division. Probably the best in football. Yeah, and I think that going back to that right there, I think we had them as the best division in football. You know, indeed uh, we did. And you know, we do. That's, that's that's a tough division. It's really, really tough. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how I'm, I'm really curious with, with the Cardinals. I'm really, really curious to see how far this team really can go mm-hmm. You know, um, because they look really, really good tonight. They look really, really good. So, yeah, I want to wait till that all 22 drops on like Tuesday and I want to go back and see specifically how they used Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to see how they deployed him. I saw a lot of plays where. They had him back, and he was kind of flying forward, particularly the All-22. Unfortunately, we can't see how Jeff Okuda did today. He was out for the Lions. Right, right. But, but we can see how Simmons did. And and just because of him, he's so, as we talked about, so multidimensional. Man. Maybe also check out the All-22 and see how your boy Murray did today. Yeah, that's another play. I, I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to it drop on the All-22. Because the Arizona and the Niner game, I was, I was in and out. I was watching that one, then on my other TV – I was watching the um, the Tampa Bay and Saints game, you know, and then I was going back and forth and watching the, the Cincinnati and the Charger game. So I, I can't wait to it drop because I really want to see – that's who I really want to check out is Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, you know, because like you mm-hmm. said, you play a whole bunch of different positions. So, you know, he, you know he's on the field, you know. Right. A lot of people had him as the best uh, player coming out, period, in, in, in the draft this year. So, yeah, I, I can't wait because I definitely want to check – check him out and then with my boy Kenneth Murray too I, I, right just to see because it was I mean 13 points I know Joe Mixon had his first fumble today in like 620 like attempts or receptions or times he carried the ball right. and just to see and he wasn't really a huge factor so just to see just you know that that defense without Derwin James last year was a completely different unit and we're still figuring out what the Bengals offense is and I think they the Bengals that is are as well Joe Burrow on his touchdown run, I don't know if you saw it, he looked very, very poised and very, very in control. And it was so close at the end of the game. AJ Green got called for an OPI that on Casey weak. Hayward. That was weak. That, that was, was weak, man. You they, know, that, he sold that push, man. I mean, now don't he get me did. wrong. Now, did AJ have a slight? Yeah, he did. But normally when wide receivers is running them little curl routes like that, you always get your hands a little. You know, you get a little shovel, you get, you know, just a my, little. My only thing, my only thing, and this, we were talking about this on the chat with the two that we saw today, because there was the, there was the AJ one that we're referencing, and then there was the Michael Gallup one on Jalen Ramsey. Right right? right. right. And, and so with these two, with both of those plays, sure, it's, it's very iffy. And, and trust me, I played corner predominantly through high school. That was my position all through high school. Then when I got to play Juco ball, I was a slot receiver. So I still do have an affinity for DBs, corners, etc. Right. But the only thing with both of those calls that stood out to why I can see it being called is the receivers had the receivers had a full extended arm on the DB. That's the only part of it. When you're jostling and pushing and fighting, if you 
push, but you keep your arm chicken wing, you keep your elbow tucked and you shove and you, you know, use your shoulder. That's going to get missed. That's not as noticeable. That's not as egregious. It doesn't stand out. Yes, Ramsey did sell it. Yes, Casey Hayward did sell it. Correct. And it's so close. That, but you, I see what it was called. And, you got to go back and check out that AJ Green one because I can guarantee you right now he didn't extend that. Oh, on no, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He, he for did. sure did. Right? No. What extended was Casey Hayward's back and neck flopping back. You know what I'm saying? That's what extended him just flying back. AJ like, Green's no. arm was completely straight. His elbow locked out straight. You know yes. Because the yeah. way he curled, the way he curled to the right, he he, he couldn't have just extended it that yeah, way. Yeah, he could. It's just but a comeback. Way. You put nah. you just he didn't no, yeah. he didn't no 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 he didn't just come back. He 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 he, he had to finish his route. He turned right, bro. He didn't just like right. he, he turned he curled, right. Yeah, he didn't just turn around. He didn't just turn around. He had to finish his his route. And when he turned the, right, he had a slight, he had a slight push. At the top of the route, his arm was extended. I'm telling you, man. He didn't have any I'll freeze frame it and show you, bro. I will freeze frame it and show you. How many IPAs do you want to drink, Josiah? <laughs> yeah, man. We, we, yeah, we got to check that one out, man. But Okay. I, we we I both thought, do. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was uh, – I, I thought that was, uh, you know, uh, crazy. It was questionable. It was questionable. It yeah, was not it, like – both calls were questionable. And like, like CJ said in, in the chat, shout out, even though your team lost today, bro. But like, hey, look, I tell you this. I tell you this. <laughs> if, if Casey Hayward wouldn't have sold it the way he did, I guarantee they wouldn't have called it. Probably I true. They wouldn't have called it. Probably true. So that's my whole point. Then, so he couldn't have. Look, I don't. I can't guarantee that. <laughs> no, don't change them now. Don't change them no, now. I'm saying I can't guarantee. That's why I said probably true. Probably, yeah, because you know where I was going with it. For a fact, if he did not sell it. The way he sold it, they would not have called that. And you're saying probably true, which leads me to believe that, you know, he didn't extend his arm. I do know he extended, but like, there's always a thing. If you're like walling off, like you're allowed, like, like I hate it when people say like when you're watching the game, oh, he touched him. You're allowed to touch. You are allowed to touch. But then there's like, you can't grab, you can't pull, you can't shove. Right. And if you're like boxing out, like I think on Gallup's one against Jalen Ramsey, I think, yes, he was extended again. And there was like, he extended. And then as he extended, Ramsey grabbed his arm. So it's like, which one came first? You got a chicken to the egg theory here going on when it comes to who's responsible for the penalty. Yes, he extended. And yes, the the reaction to it is, I think, what drew the flag. Look, man, we, go, yes. go back we can do this all day. But we, we, yeah. we can. We can. We definitely could do this, man. I'm telling you right now, if he didn't, if he didn't sell it the way he sold it, then I guarantee you that it, they wouldn't have called it. And you and look, you you saying probably not just shows me right there that you're. I said probably yeah. true is what I, I said. Probably true. Probably I think true. the two probably. things is what caused it to come out. But you're and saying it, probably. Wait, hold on. When you say probably true, that means you're leaning towards that. That probably. I'm leaning happen. toward like if 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 Hayward if it, doesn't like sell it and react to it, then the refs don't nest. They may not they notice Jay's extended arm. Right, right. That means, but see that that's that's what gets me. But because, you're allowed to extend on, the arm. But before that, though, before that, you said any time a wide receiver extends arm, you're going to get caught every time. So no, it should. Well, that's the rule states. You aren't allowed to push off. Like, and well, it's like if you well, extend and you push, it's usually where they, they define. That's usually where they define it. Now, when you brought it up, though, you didn't bring up the rule. You you were speaking as if this is what you're saying. This is going to get called every time. That's usually because that, that's usually what they look for. Uh, you should have said that. You should have said that. You I'm made saying, it. Like, I'm saying that's you. how <laughs> it's so like we it's 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 never it's it's never like steadfast the same in the NFL. Like we can just look at how holding is called or is not called. Right. right. But when those things happen. The ref then is more inclined in an NFL game to throw the flag. And CJ said this. Normally, it always favors the offense. P.I. has become something that so much is favored and given to the offense to where receivers literally have an advantage nowadays. Can't hit them high. Can't hit them late. Can't hit them with the body weight if it's a quarterback. Can't. Hands to the face, like you know, all these things, like helmet to helmet, and all all this stuff. He's defenseless, right? And and all that stuff. Those two calls were questionable, and if he doesn't sell it, I mean, the the Ramsey and guy even talking about that one, like that one. Yeah, I mean, you can call that one questionable, but since you didn't think that one was close, it was. It was close, 
But I felt like this one right here, since we were talking about this game, that one was close too. That one was close. But this one, I just felt like the way Casey, and I know Casey's your boy. You know what I'm saying? You had him high on the top cornerback list, higher than any one of us. So I know you're <laughs> you know you right. Yeah. That right there was a, that flop was worse than LeBron flopping on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 was bad. That was NBA shit. Hey, I'll take away that you compared him to LeBron James. We can get off it there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you, yeah, close, close either way. Uh, before we get out of here, though, bro, I feel like we do each of us have to say something about our squad today, and uh, I, I'll I'll let you go first. Man, okay, so our I, squad, the Oakland Raiders, my our squad, the Oakland Raiders. In case right, people don't know, right, the Raiders. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I feel like we really should have we should have blown them out, you know. And I didn't I didn't feel that way going into the game. You know, because I wanted to see how teams were going to be prepared. You know, obviously no preseason games. You know, obviously we're known to have a lot of penalties and things like that. So I wasn't sure how the game was really going to go. I wasn't sure how the linebackers was really going to take care of McCaffrey. But when the score became what it was, when it was 27 to 15, I felt like at that point, we should have we should have took care of business. Right. Like it shouldn't have been that close. Yeah, it shouldn't have been. Nick, Nick got hurt. That hurt big time because you know, he was really stopping McCaffrey up the middle, you know, and, and it was allowing, you know, Littleton to take care of him, you know, when he cut on the side and whatnot, you know, cause. Right. Yeah. To like to, line, just to play secondary. Cause Nick was in the middle and we use Littleton like next to him, you know, like, so, yeah, but you're right. You know, and, and the defensive line, like Crosby and them, they didn't really have too much of a good game. They didn't have a good game. In my you think, how many times you think Crosby got held today? He did get you right. You right about that. I was he talking did. to my dad about this. It was at he least yeah. I said like one or two. My dad was like three to four. He, I'd he have got, to go back and watch all twenty two, but yeah. He got held twice for sure. For you sure. Know, I was I didn't know how the refs didn't didn't. There call was it. that one play when Teddy rolled out, like he yeah. got held, then he got pushed in the back, and then Crosby turns around to the ref as he's like running oh, for Teddy and Teddy oh. like Teddy gets rid of the ball and Crosby like turns to the ref like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, like, yeah. That, was, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he did get yeah he he got held, but I just felt like overall I felt like the whole defense of line it was it was okay. Like they stopped right. McCaffrey going up the middle. They, they held your boy on the stop. Your boy Cleveland on the stop in the middle. He got some penetration on that fourth down call. He did he did he playing him in the three technique? Though. I'm glad he. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm glad they that he did something though because I I he was you know he was I felt like the D line kind of like him the the whole D line I felt like they were okay you know they right. did good yeah. stopping them up stopping the run up the middle you know the the but they were gassing us a little bit you know when he was cutting going on the outside especially when our players like I said when Nick went out that hurt you know because it was forcing Corey to play inside you know mm-hmm. and Morrow had to do a lot of the work and you know that they seen that. You know, they did, and, and we didn't even see Raekwon McMillan today. No, we didn't. I just we don't. don't. Think he probably doesn't have the defense down or something like that. that that's a fact, bro. Because you know, we just got him. I was just telling Lacite that. Shout out to Ringside Ma'am. I was just telling him that he's a Raider fan. You know, McMillan don't know the defense like that yet. You know, so to tell him to go in here and to call these plays or you know that or like respond to audibles and checks yeah, in the that, second half. Yeah, tough. That's tough. So, but I'm I'm glad we got him. So hopefully we can get him in there and hopefully into some type of plays, you know, cause that would really hurt or help because I don't know how long Nick is going to be out for. And I'm just done with, I've just had it with Morrow, bro. Our other linebacker. I've just, it's, it's time, bro. It's just time to move on. It's crazy. It don't seem like we really want to, he has a speed. He, he just, you know, he's, he's just, okay. he's just does. He's just fall. He does it. Like he does the things right. And it's like, then when it, like the, like today, he had the he's on McCaffrey. That's his assignment. Yes, McCaffrey's hard to guard. Yes, you're right there. But then they chuck it up to him, and he just mauls him, and we get this huge pi call in third down. And I'm not expecting Nick to guard McCaffrey, right? right. But just things like to where it's like, oh, you did the right thing, right? But then at just right at the point of attack, right at the defining moment of it, you don't make the right play. He had another one where he had a perfect spot drop in his zone. Uh, he was playing in a middle hook after after Nick Kwiatkowski went out and we were either in cover two or cover four again, need the all 22 to confirm, but either way he went up in the window on a slant route and he was right there, but his hands were too wide. Not only did he not pick the ball off, he didn't even tip it enough to 
adjust the trajectory of the ball and it still ended up in a third down completion. It's just like, like just right there, right on the cusp of making the play and he doesn't. And this is the same guy he's been since he's been on the team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, we don't, we just normally don't see linebackers or NFL players in general get the same time, same kind of cushion that he's continued to get. That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact, man. That's a That's fact. all. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully we're able to get McMillan going. I know he's better as a middle, an inside linebacker. So we'll see. Yeah. Like he's, he's tougher. I just, you know, I've just had, I've just, I, I know what Morrow is. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, Abram was flying around today, Abram, just he around the ball. He was player of the game for us, bro. He Defense, was he was, I would say. I mean, we could always say Jacobs. That's always. I'd, I have to say Josh, the O-line blocked their ass. Like Rodney Hudson today was Rodney Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to him, too. Came mm-hmm. in after Trent Brown, you know, went out. That was that was huge. Who was that again? Sam Young. He's a Sam Young. Sam Young. That's right. Sam Young. Yeah. Shout out to Sam Young and shout out to Colton Miller too. No penalties today. Wasn't a, wasn't a glaring mismatch. Not that Carolina has like an amazing pass rush, but I mean, they do have a couple of first round picks on there between Brian Burns and Gross Matos. Right. So Derek Brown. Yeah. Derek Brown as well. Like those guys just weren't noticeable today. I, I felt their offense did well. Carr, the all 22 is, is his truth teller. Really. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. And I do have to, I do have to give us credit though. Ten points today in the third quarter, which I want to say, like I know we were dead last in the NFL with only what was it like sixteen third quarter points throughout the whole entire season last year or something like that. Like it was no, it was twenty seven I think because it was just it was under two points per third quarter that we averaged last year, mm-hmm. and this and today we had ten in the third. It's always been something that Gruden needs to improve since he's been back here at the helm is his adjustments out of the gate in the second half. Right. So, right. well, hopefully Henry Ruggs is is going to be right because he limped off the field in the first half and then came back and was on the field again, but he didn't get a single target in the second half. Yeah. So yeah, he, but you know, I, I felt I felt good with him at least being on the field. You know, letting him kind of run it out. You know, let him you know get the field back in his ankle, whatever, because it was an ankle injury. You know, he did say after the game that he's fine. He said that, uh, you know, well, basically that was what he said. He he'll said be okay. Yeah, I mean, he's back out there running. He'll he'll play. Yeah, he'll be fine. I want to see Brian Edwards get more involved. You know, uh, so hopefully, Derek Carr and him could build that chemistry. I was really impressed with going back to the, the Henry Ruggs. I was really impressed how fast him and Derek Carr got to really go on with the chemistry level because in practice, what what I was hearing it was really Brian Edwards and Derek Carr. You know, um, right. Henry Ruggs they had some, you know. Uh, some some you know they they had some good passes too during practice, but it was mainly Brian Edwards and Derek Carr. So that was that was cool to see. But I'm I'm really happy we got Henry Ruggs, man. I'm and that's what I was. I remember I was telling you that speed and like I was telling Felipe, this ain't no Darius Hayward Bay situation. This dude can catch the ball, and the way Gruden is really going to use him, it's gonna it's gonna look really good. You know, I, I felt like just having him on the field, hit, the whole offense looked different when he went out. Outside of Josh Jacobs, obviously, you know, running, we know that's what we what we come to do. But the all, whole offense looked faster when he was in the game, when we were getting him involved. Whether we were, you know, whether he was running a slant route or, you know, he was running a post route or we gave him the uh, gave him uh, uh, the ball. We had him in the backfield on one play as the running back. In a, and I think it was out of a pistol formation. He was the running back. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I go back. I, I I missed that. I gotta go back and yeah. It he got a. It was a. He got like a. Um, it was one of those. Uh, it was like a, Oregon runs this play all the time. It's like you have a dive with like one of the the up back in the pistol set, and then where he was at in the pistol set, he leaks out to the flat. And if the linebacker shoots to the dive in the middle of the field, and your outside receiver carries the DB that leaves the flat open for Henry Ruggs to like gain yards. So like he got. It ended up being a throw, but it went down in the stat book as a run. Right. So it was that plus his jet motion carry that he had where he got seven around the corner. So just things like that to just manufacture easy yards with his speed. You're right. Gruden is going to be able to capitalize off that. Yeah. So that, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was really impressed by that. And the defense, I, I felt like the, I was really impressed with the secondary. I felt like Trayvon Mullen. He balled. He played really well. I he, felt like he, our, yeah. 
Arnett played well until he gave up that almost game touchdown. Arnett got to Arnett just got to wrap up, man. There was too many times where he's yeah, like, but it's Christian McCaffrey, bro. You can't just go hit him. That was one play, but remember, he came There's up. two. No, he came up. He came up and made a really crucial hit on Christian McCaffrey with his cast. And when somebody, I think I forgot because it was one where he didn't. He didn't wrap him up. You know, he hit him because it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to wrap. It. Obviously, you got the cast in your head. But there was a play before that. There was a run before that. A couple plays before that, they tried to run it on him, and he came down and made a really nice tack on McCaffrey. You know, so yes, yes, yes. You know, but he had, I mean, he had but, two plays where he literally just went for the shot. And, yeah, and I've seen you know. countless rookies do this across the NFL. There you I've go. Seen countless rookies do this. There, there you go. Countless rookies. You know. So <laughs> it's just, but it's, it's just like it's just a no. It's just like what I just left. He's going against the best running back in right. the league. In right. the league, it ain't even. You know, he's going against the best running back, most experienced running back in on the field. You know, right. obviously Josh Jacobs. We just Josh Jacobs. We just we we just drafted him. You know, and whatnot. So he's, he's great in his own right, but Christian McCaffrey's on a whole nother level, you know. So I felt like he did really, really well. I, I really do. Um, I, I think, like I said, I, his worst play obviously was him getting burned. That was. And because cool. he fell down too. Yeah, he fell. And then Eric, Eric Harris's play, like, you got to play the ball there, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I mean, that was just, it's just a bad, that was a bad play. But you're right. That was the only play, really. Like, and again, the all twenty-two tells all. So we got to wait till that comes out. Right. But w- from watching the game, my first reaction as we sit here right now and record this, I'm very happy with our secondary's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. I, I said I said my piece. How do you? I mean, I'm mostly the I'm mostly the same. I mean, I chimed in here there. Um, secondary played well. I, I the addition of Littleton worked out well. I thought he was used accordingly. I want to see. I still want to see a little bit more aggressiveness from Gunther in terms of just not sitting back and playing zone so many times over and over and over again. Right. And, and I mean, it worked out for the most part today, but man, just, just something, just something different than like a spot drop zone rush for Like, like you said, the defensive line played okay. And it's been a long time since we've had a defensive line to where week in and week out, you can rely on the front front floor front four to generate pressure. Right. And so therefore you would have to manufacture pressure through blitzes, through stunts, through disguise blitzes, coffee house blitzes, whatever you want to get to all that stuff. And it doesn't seem like that Gunther really wants to do it. I like him philosophically from like how he aligns his back end. Like last year, a lot of the All-22 film revealed that he would do a lot of different roles from certain coverage shells. So he'd line up in a cover four and they'd roll to a cover three post snap. Like I like that type of thing to give the quarterback a different type of snapshot. But when he has all day to throw, it kind of doesn't matter. He'll still figure out what's there, right? So, I mean, I guess that's just what I've seen from Gunther now to show me more later on going down the road. I felt like Derek Carr played well. Yeah. I felt like Derek Carr played well. And and usually like last year, week one, Derek Carr played well again. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know, so I mean, I don't I didn't learn anything or see anything more from Carr that I didn't expect to see. You know, Jason Witten had his one catch to keep his reception streak alive. You huh. touched on you touched on Brian Edwards needing to be more involved. He right. he was out there a lot, but one target on the screen pass just to kind of get him the ball and you know, but the guy like I think I think he'll still be solid, you know. Oh yeah, I think he'll still be solid. He'll be all right. He's a, he's so, he'll be all right. Yeah, and uh, the one, the only other thing though that I would that I would touch on that I haven't said yet is we saw more Josh Jacobs in the past game, which I think is totally something to utilize and do. But something that I don't that I, that I don't want to see going forward is I don't want to see as much of Devontae Booker as I did compared to how little a Jalen Richard I did. I'm more of a Jalen Richard guy and Booker Booker did all right today. Like with the touches he got and things like that, he did all right today. I like, I really can't complain. He had that one where he fumbled it out of bounds. Thank God. <laughs> no, you talking bro. About- like it, like just like, <laughs> like a shovel pass to the sideline. Like what the hell? But other than that, like just, you know, Richard was in there still here and there, but there was just a lot of times in the second, second half and we were driving down there and, Instead of Richard, it was Devontae Booker out there. And I just think Jalen Richard is a better player than Devontae Booker. Like that's 100%. A really, that's a really so, good 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, in the in, in the in the intermediate, middle levels, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, they were those guys. I felt like Carr did a good job as far as to not lock on to Darren Waller too much. Maybe only one play, but that's nitpicking if I'm going to do that. So, but yeah, man, uh, I like what I saw. I like what I saw from our guys, um, and I think that is more or less the type of formula. And I just wish that, like you said, I just wish that once we got a lead. Gruden and Carr, because it's a collective shared philosophy. Gruden and Carr just didn't get so conservative, you know. Just, just keep the foot on the gas because it didn't need to be that close. That's yeah. that's all. That's all I got. Yeah, and you know what though, I, I will. I'll say this. You're right. It, it well, we both yeah, we both agree on it not needing to be that. It shouldn't have been that close. But I blame a little bit of that mainly on the defense, just because. Obviously, Arnett giving up that that double that double move to TD, and then you know the easy run in Christian McCaffrey, you know right. play before that, you know so or the possession before that. So those two play, those it was like fourteen points in one. Was it the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, it was in the fourth, fourth quarter. And did you see on that Christian McCaffrey run in the red zone, bro? That was that was I got to give Matt real credit there because with, before that play, they threw a they gave they lined up in a in a in like a bunch set. Not a bunch set, but they lined up in a heavy set, super heavy set, and they split out DJ Moore wide, and they got a look that was Trayvon Mullen one on one with DJ Moore. No, Mullen ran out, bro. And you Mullen know? Mullen played his at like that. You like tremendous play against the slant in that situation. Tremendous play. Oh, you talking about that? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then he subbed himself out. I don't. He got cramped or something, no, something. right? Yeah, right. So right. when he subbed himself out, our corners on that play were Isaiah Johnson and what Roosevelt Knicks. Right, so oh, the, so yeah, of course Matt Rule's gonna be like, yeah, let's throw let's throw a toss to their fourth string cornerback, right? And that's exactly what they did, and they got in the end zone. They got him. They got they just him. like let's get a let's get a one on one, pull the guard out there, have him go block this guy, touchdown. But yeah, they they got us, they got us on that one, man. But you know, other than that, I, I feel I feel pretty good with our squad. I'm not confident for next week. Obviously, we'll get into that going into uh, our next episode. So, on the Thursday show, we will we will touch on that one. Yeah, but our Raiders did good, man. They did. The Raiders did good. I uh, wish I could say the same thing. Like I had touched on earlier, the only thing that went bad this weekend was the Cover Zero Fantasy Football Team. We just giving y'all a break. It's really yeah. what it is. We're just taking it easy on you. That's a fact. We had, we had Boston Scott come out. We had some you know things we'll make adjustments on. But hey, football is back, bro. It was a beautiful Sunday. I feel like we needed this today in so many levels. Facts. And just the season is here, man. The first of many Sundays to come. And this is the first one that y'all got to spend with Cover Zero. And uh, looking forward to the rest of the year. Hell yeah. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, Feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.